Hello, everyone. My name is Francesca. Thank you so much for joining us for the New Media Retailer Podcast. I'm super excited today to be joined by Mitch McCabe from Ansonia Lumber. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm good, thanks. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little, little bit about your role and maybe like the history of Ansonia a little bit, just so our listeners can have a good idea. Okay, sure. Uh, the lumber company started in 1909 uh, in the same location as it is now. Uh, it actually started out manufacturing wagon wheels. Uh, so oh. you know, there's not near as much demand for wagon wheels <laughs> as there was in 1909. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so after a few years of that, they started to expand and they got into lumber and other products. Uh, the current owners, which is the Klipstein family. Uh, I'm not part of that family, but anyway, uh, they took ownership, I think in about 1912, right in that range. And we now have the fourth generation of Klipsteins running the company. So How cool uh, is that? So that, that's pretty neat. Pretty yeah. neat. And uh, so I had the pleasure of working for three of the generations. Uh, and uh, now, of course, the uh, the fourth generation, wow. but um, it's in Ansonia, Ohio, and um, Ansonia, Ohio is a town of less than a thousand people, so obviously we have to go beyond our, uh, our, our lo general location for customers. Right. Um, the county that we're in is a very rural county. It's one of the most uh, rural counties, or um, agriculture is a, a real important part of the economy of this county. Okay. So um, um, we deal a lot with um, farm buildings. Um, some of that is for livestock. Uh, there's, of course, there's a lot of soybeans and corn grown around here. Right. Uh, but then there's a lot of chicken farms, a lot of turkey farms, hog farms, and dairy. So, uh, so it's a rural area. So um, I've been here 19 years. Um, I worked at another lumber company, uh, not too far away from here for 24 years. Wow. So um, I started in the business in 1977. Wow. And uh, that's probably before a lot of uh, <laughs> people that we're talking to maybe were even born. <laughs> no, no, we're talking to people of all ages. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I've seen, you know, a tremendous amount of changes in, in the industry, um, um, I, when I started, I was working at the counter. I didn't have much experience at all in the lumber business, but uh, just, you know, kept um, growing, getting, you know, some promotions. When I left that company, um, I worked there 24 years. I was the general manager, so I did a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, it was a smaller company, so, you know, um, I wore many hats and did many of the things. Uh, when I started here, I started as an outside sales person and okay. I'm now sales and marketing manager. Okay. So, so as far as the marketing goes, um, the way that we advertised years ago, some of the, uh, was the yellow pages, of mm -hmm. course, and um, newspaper. Those two were some of the main, uh, right. you know, means that we had to get, you know, the our, uh, our word out mm -hmm. and uh, they were very important and of course we've now seen that uh, the newspaper ads we still do some uh, okay. there's a there's a 
a uh, farm paper that reaches a lot of uh, uh, the agriculture industry. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. So we get um, a lot of good response from that. So we still do that. Um, this is the first year that we decided to drop out of the yellow pages. Mm -hmm. uh, that was tough for me at first because uh, being the age that I am, I used the yellow pages. But right. over the last few years, I started to see that you know, I'm, I'm not using them. I'm, uh, you know, I'm looking up, you know, the information online instead right. of relying on that book. Now, when you say yellow pages, do, are you referring to the physical book? The physical Yes, book? I'm okay. referring to the physical book. Okay. Um, and of course there's, uh, you know, online yellow pages. Right. Yep. Right. But I'm talking about the physical book. The physical book. Okay. And we've seen that, you know, the size of that book that the phone company passes out, I mean, though they've gotten so much smaller as right. others have dropped out of, of advertising in the, in that publication. Right. So, um, of course we now do a lot more, um, digital advertising. We rely heavily on, on our website. Um, we're pretty happy with the response that we've, you know, gotten to that, uh, right. was one of the key things that, uh, you know, that your company's helped us with is making sure that uh, um, the mobile devices can, right. uh, you know, um, pull it up and, and, and look good and all that. So that's been uh, an important thing to us. Um, of course, we do have a Facebook right. um, account. Uh, and again, you guys helped us with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually not somebody that that enjoys Facebook. I, I, <laughs> I uh, don't really want to spend my time doing that, but I, I still understand that there are people that do, and that do, therefore right. it's important that uh, that I reach other people. But yeah. uh, so I let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Sorry to interrupt you, but who, just to like paint the picture, who are you talking to more? Are you, is your customer base like 50-50 contractor DIY, or is it more contractor? Or is it more DIY? Um, it's probably a little bit more uh, DIY. Okay. Um, which is a little bit of shift in, okay. in our business. Interesting. Um, it, years ago, it was way more, more contractor based okay. than it is today uh, for various reasons. But uh, um, you certainly can reach both customers by that. But I feel that probably the, the Facebook reaches maybe more of the DIYs than, yeah, than the yeah. customer. That's interesting. So do you feel like you have to talk to contractors and DIYers very differently or is it like a similar approach or do you feel like you have to be in a certain place to cater to one more? Um, talk a little bit about like that and how you're approaching each customer base. Okay. Um, I, I think the contractor maybe needs a little bit more attention, especially when you're trying to, you know, get that new customer. Mm -hmm. um, they're a little bit more interested in the services that we okay. offer than, than maybe what the DYI, although those same services can be important to them. But uh, with the, you know, the contractor customer, we have an in-house draftsman uh, will draw uh, home plans, we can draw additions and things like that. So that uh, helps get that contractor customer. Uh, we have an, an estimator that mm -hmm. estimates projects. Uh, so again, that 
uh, helps with that contractor customer. And of course we do those same services for, uh, you know, a homeowner, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, with a contractor customer, you get that repeat business. Uh, right. you, you have to keep selling every project every time. Yeah. Uh, if you take good care of them right. and, uh, you know, uh, meet their needs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me ask you, do you feel like introducing new technologies to your business? So starting out in 77, probably didn't have a website for your business at that time. Right. Obviously mm -hmm. probably a lot of more like face-to-face -face interaction over the phone interaction. Do you mm -hmm. feel like new technologies that have been introduced website, social media, probably a point of sale system in your store has changed the way you interact or talk to your customers. Um, and maybe even like marketing would fall into that too. You know, you used to rely on newspapers now doing like more social media. Has that changed the way, or is it just a, the same approach, but a different way of doing it? Um, it's, it's changed the business quite a bit. One of the things, um, people expect a quicker response during sure. than they used to, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, you know, like say back in 77, not only did we not have a website, we didn't even have cell phones right. at, at that time. So um, customers didn't have the same level of expectation mm -hmm. of, a, of a response as right. they do today. Um, so that certainly has has changed the, the business. Absolutely. Um, and other ways, um, it, it's you know, with sending out our e-blasts, it's a way to get um, information to our customers a little quickly, maybe a little more timely than what it used to be with, with newspaper and, and uh, certainly with the yellow pages. Um, Do you feel like there's an expectation to keep talking because of technology, like more of a pressure, like in my mind, the way like a newspaper ad would maybe run is like you work with your newspaper salesperson, you do one ad and maybe that ad would last you two weeks, three weeks or a month before they're calling you back to do another one. Um, but with social media, you know, you, you do a post and then you need a different post and then a different post. So you certainly need like more variety. Do you feel like there is more of an expectation to talk more often to your customers because they expect a, a quicker response? Yeah, I think that's probably true, especially if you want to stay, you know, relevant, if you want uh, to continually, you know, be, um, you know, accessible to the customer and, right. and to be constantly giving them fresh content. Right. So, yeah, it, it does, I think, takes a little more time uh, sure. to do that than what, what the old way uh, did. Yeah, yeah. And just so we understand who are like the competitors in your area, I'm sure there's not a, like a Lowe's or a Home Depot, maybe those are your competitors, but like in your 1000 person town, um, but mm -hmm. who are your competitors maybe like in a 25 mile radius? Okay. Um, we do have a Lowe's that's about eight miles away. Okay. So, okay. so, so that certainly is, um, you know, the, the county seat uh, okay. of the county that we're in is, is about 15,000 people in it. And they do have a Lowe's. Um, in fact, that's the only lumber yard that they have. Uh, there are two other independent lumber companies that do similar things to what we do in our county. Okay. Uh, the one would be 
um, maybe 10 miles away and the other okay. one 18 miles away. So okay. those, you have a few within a 25 mile radius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have other trust, other competitors that um, one of them is what we call one steppers. And what a one stepper is, is a uh, kind of a wholesale distribution company that will sell directly to contractors. Got it. Instead okay. of, uh, it used to be that the wholesale distributors sold to the retail lumber companies and the retail lumber companies sold to the contractors. So okay. certainly have those in, and um, those companies will certainly uh, service a larger radius than, than maybe what we even do. So, so those are competitors. Uh, there's small businesses out there that uh, it's just kind of interesting that uh, there's a, a companies that we call roll formers and roll formers are companies that take the coils of sheet metal and they roll form them into metal roofing and siding. Mm-hmm. And it used to be that that equipment was extremely expensive and difficult for a small company to buy a roll former and be a competitor. But with the cost reduction of that type of equipment, uh, there's been little companies spring up that have produced a roll former. So, so they take a little bit of your business. So it's not maybe one competitor. It's a lot of different competitors, a lot of smaller ones that, that uh, just take a little bit of your business here and a little bit of your business there. Yeah, um, I was thinking about the online competitors that we have and probably for lumber and some of the other building products, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly when it comes to the tool department, right. uh, we've seen, I think, a, a reduction in our sales and our, in our tools, hand tools and power tools okay. uh, because there certainly is a, an online presence there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, like you said, you know, people want things quick, but whether it's communication or a product in their hand or what it is, um, that definitely makes sense. Um, how do you, what do you feel like is maybe the biggest change that you've seen happen through like your, your time working in the lumber industry? Is there like one, one or two things in particular that stand out to you that have really changed the way you guys do business now? Well, certainly the products that we sell have changed, you know, a lot right. in what's that, 44 years or, or so that I've been there. The, the products have changed. The, um, um, the customer has changed some too. The, From contractor the, uh, to, to uh, homeowner? The, yeah, to homeowner, but even um, the contractor 40 years ago versus a contractor today and and the homeowner 40 years ago today i think they have a higher level of expectation of of service uh, than what they used to have uh certainly quicker turnaround uh as far as you know getting product to to them that that has changed um golly the 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 tools that what we sell the tools that that the contractors use today have changed so much. Quite a bit. Uh, we didn't even sell nail guns, you know, 40 years ago. Wow. And miter, miter saws weren't weren't around. And just wow. some of those have have changed so much the equipment that the contractors use on the job sites. You know, when they'd work on a roof, they had ladders. Now yeah. they have man lifts and scissor lifts and and all that. Uh, so so that's changed. Um, but um, just a lot of different things. 
Are you finding that um, customers are more because of like all the resources that are available online? I know you guys post a lot too through like the website and social media, but are you finding that customers are more like educated in the product? So they're coming in with like a higher level of understanding or has that kind of always stayed consistent? That, that's changed a lot. That's changed. Um, certainly the customer is more educated. Okay. There's so much information available right. out there that it's not difficult for the customer to come in and maybe know more about your product than you do. Interesting. Um, you know, we, we sell thousands of different oh. products. And in, for instance, in vinyl siding, uh, we probably have 10 different manufacturers and each one of those manufacturers has all different patterns and yeah. series. So it's difficult for us to be fully knowledgeable of every one of those products. But certainly, if you want to find out more about, you know, one of those in particular, the, the resources are there sure. for us and for the customer. So the, the customer is a lot of times more educated than, than what they used to be for that sure. reason. Sure. And do you feel like that's changed things for you guys? Do you feel a demand to like maybe have more reps come in and like do trainings? Or do you feel like because of the customer service that you offer, it hasn't like changed it too much? Um, no, we, we try to, uh, especially in the winter when it's a little slower, mm -hmm. um, you know, our business slows down and winter it gets cold here. Right. And uh, so during those, uh, you know, where the business is, is down and you have a little bit more time, we, we try to do quite a bit of product training awesome. and uh, uh, to try to keep our sales staff as knowledgeable as possible. Sure. And, and we have um, um, sales meetings twice a month. Mm. Um, we had one this morning. We get everybody here at 630 in the morning and, and uh, uh, we got <laughs> <laughs> new products. Yeah. There's some I saw this morning were kind of nodding off a little bit. But yeah, that would be me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we and we bring in uh, outside people. Um, sometimes it's hard to get them here at 630. Right. But, yeah, but, I believe uh, it. <laughs> uh, we did have one two weeks ago that came in and and uh, and, and it's important uh, to to keep the staff as knowledgeable as possible and just make them aware of the products and then challenge them on their own time sure. uh, to, to learn more about it, to, to look it up to, um, because it's, it's constantly changing. Uh, Absolutely. And just, uh, it just seems to be so much more options in product than right. what there used to be too. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, you talking about training makes me think about, you know, a lot of conversations I've had with stores is about difficulty to, keep staff right now, but also then to hire new staff if they're in a position where they need to, um, because training is so difficult and does take so much time. As you know, obviously you guys are investing a significant amount of time in training. Um, is that like a difficulty you guys have found, or do you have like a pretty good team right now? Has hiring not been an issue for you? Hiring hasn't been too much of an issue for us. Uh, we've been able to bring in some uh, younger staff here the last few years. Um, you know, we've got of our sales staff and, and office personnel, um, not quite, you know, just a little bit less than half or 60 years and older. Okay. So, so you know, in a few years, we're going to have some new challenges 
of, of replacing these people. And a lot of them have um, 20, 30, 40 years of experience so in the industry. Knowledge. Yeah. yeah, we've got one guy, Dave, Dave's 75. He's, this is the only job he's ever had. And he's wow. worked here, I think 56 years or something. So how do you replace somebody like that? Um, our turnover is pretty low. I'd say lower than, than what the uh, average would be. And uh, I think that has a lot to do with the family atmosphere here. And, um, um, you know, just working with the employees and, and uh, letting them see how important they are. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's challenging too. Uh, you know, we all know that uh, there's a labor shortage and right. certainly that's caused the, you know, increase in wages. Uh, so that's you know, something you have to be mindful of. Right, of course. of course. Now, what would you say is like maybe one of the biggest challenges you guys are facing today if it's not hiring? Um, getting product in in a timely fashion. I, I mean, it's just unlike anything that I've ever seen before. Um, is that across the board, like for all products or is it, does it affect one department more than others? Um, some um, products have been affected more than others. Certainly lumber was a big issue, um, especially a year ago, mm -hmm. um, getting what we needed, it was short supply. That's improved some, some product lines. Some are still difficult, but the manufactured items, we've really seen lead times extending out. Uh, windows, for instance, we used to get our vinyl replacement windows in in two weeks or less. And these are custom sizes. Mm -hmm. um, now um, we're anywhere from six to 20 weeks uh, wow. to get that same product in. Uh, our Marvin windows, which is a real important product line that we sell, uh, we've went from two to four weeks. Now we're ten to twenty weeks. Wow! On, on those. And is that affecting the price as well? The prices have have went up on um, a lot of products. The products. We used to receive uh, on the average of one price increase a year from most product lines, whether it's windows, doors, siding, insulation, drywall, all this. Usually we'd get that in February, March. It'd be two, three, four percent price increase. You just kind of counted on that. You kind of knew it was coming. This year, uh, a lot of products have had three or four in price increases since the first of the year. Wow. Um, and instead of being two, three, four percent, they're 10, 12, uh, as much as 20 percent. Uh, wow. So we've seen uh, just price increases like never before. Yeah. And how are you like communicating that like with your customer base? Are you like keeping them in the loop on delays on price increases. I mean, so many of these things are out of your control, obviously. Um, but of course, very important for the end consumer, you know, to be aware of how are you guys handling that piece of it? Um, since this has been going on for a while now, uh, the shortages have been going on for a year or more. So most of our customers, especially contractors, are certainly aware of the sure. longer lead times. Um, you know, a year ago when it was first starting to happen, uh, a lot of them were getting caught off guard. They had no idea that, that uh, they were going to have to wait that long on windows or vinyl siding or 
or maybe the shingle color that they wanted for their customer is, is you know, temporarily not being manufactured, which that temporarily now is going on for a year. So, but- uh, so not so temporary. Yeah. yeah. So those, uh, you know, it's required communication. Um, and, you know, some of this has hit the news media. So some right. of, you know, the delays have, uh, you know, even the homeowner that maybe they haven't done a project in a fall in a while is aware of sure. what the situation yeah. is. So, so that has, uh, in some ways, made it easier. In other ways, made it worse. But, right. but uh, it uh, that the longer lead times, the shortages of material, and not being able to get in what you want, those have been our biggest challenges sure. the last year. And just out of curiosity, is it? Have you like based on your area, have you found that like big box stores are able to get things easier than independently owned businesses? Or is this like it's affecting everyone across the board? Uh, it's affecting everyone across the board. Um, I don't, there may be certain products that they've been able to uh, uh, keep a more steady supply, but I think for the most part, I'm hearing this across the board. I'm hearing it from electricians and plumbers and you know we don't sell those products but they're experiencing the same things uh the heating and air conditioning people just so many of the trades uh they have the same issues the shortages and and the price increases as well and do you have like obviously i'm sure you know you keep a closer eye on it than most but is there any like end in sight of this temporary issue or is it this is our new normal, would you say? Um, well, I, I hope it's not the new normal, but right. I don't see this changing anytime soon. Uh, when you have lead times on products that's, you know, that 10 weeks or 12 weeks or 20 weeks, you know, that means they've got that many orders if they orders. didn't get another order, you know? Right. That, that, so that may gradually improve, but I don't think it'll be sudden. Um, right. I thought that last year when we got into winter that it would greatly improve. I, I really did. I thought mm-hmm. the, the reduced demand right. uh, would, you know, give them the the supply. Yeah, get them caught up. Um, but it, it didn't help much at all. Um, a lot of them are experiencing, you know, shortages in labor. Right. And then, and then uh, we had that freak storm down in Texas. Right. Um, I don't remember that in March. Or February or March, February. yeah. That had such an effect on on so many products, um, right. resins and and insulation products, and and that has still some of those manufacturers have not caught up, and wow. so that added more problems to, yep. to to an industry that was already you know experiencing. Uh, the shortages and right. the delays. So I, you know, it may improve a little bit over winter, but I, I think it's going to be around for a while. Right. As right. long as the economy stays strong and right. uh, the demand for building supplies stays strong, then I think we're going to see those shortages. And right. we, we don't want that necessarily a, a reduced demand. Right, uh, exactly. To, to, a, to an extent that, you know, that really cripples the industry. Yeah, absolutely. No, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Um, what advice at this point would you give, you know, if somebody was 
wanting to start like a lumber yard, understanding like the difficulties of the industry that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, what advice would you give someone, or maybe not even somebody interested in starting a lumber yard, but maybe, you know, you guys are going to be looking to replace employees that are looking to retire. What advice would you give someone who is just getting started in this industry, knowing the challenges that you guys are facing right now? Mm-hmm. Um, as far as if somebody was wanting to start a business, I mean, they start there. Of course, if it's the lumber industry or really any industry, it's can be so beneficial, you know, to that person to have worked in the industry, maybe for somebody else to have a little experience to to understand uh, what some of those challenges are going to be before you know you're the owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then another advice that I would give when you're um, you know, getting set up and you're getting your customers. Uh, of course, everybody wants that big customer that has a large volume, but um, you have to be a little bit careful um, that you don't have maybe one customer that is such a major part of your business that if something happened to that relationship and you lost them, uh, that it would be difficult for your business to survive that. You know, sometimes that can be, you know, maybe one customer is a third or, or a half of your business. And, and, and if you can't afford to lose them, that's not a healthy place to Absolutely. be. And then along with that, the, the same thing can happen if you're tied so closely to one supplier. If you have one supplier that, that uh, uh, you're getting most of your product from, and if something happens to that relationship or that business would suddenly close, uh, that can be crippling right. uh, to, to a business as well. So kind of stay, I guess, diversified a little bit in your customer base and, and your suppliers and just, uh, you know, it's so much easier, like in the lumber business, if you have one customer that's doing, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of business a year, uh, you know, that's a good customer to have. Uh, you'll spend a lot less time, a lot less energy uh, taking that cu- care of that customer than you would 10 customers that were doing $20,000 worth of business. But, but um, uh, that's, you know, some advice that I would have. Yeah, definitely. What about somebody who is maybe interested in getting started in this industry um, that maybe doesn't have experience working Mm -hmm. in the industry or maybe even like in customer service in general? Um, You know, when we look for, for new hires, um, you know, we really look at the person's attitude and and their, you know, the personality. Are they somebody that can get along with people? Um, you know, if if an employee wants to, you know, they want to work hard, if they want to show up on time, have a good attitude, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're very trainable, you're right. very teachable. And and it's you know, not hard for that person to, you know, rise up in, mm-hmm. in the in the company. So we look at that more than product knowledge. Sure, if you have a, an employee that already has some product knowledge, uh, that's very beneficial too. Yeah. And, and we've been fortunate over the years to, to pick up that type of person. Mm-hmm. There's such a shortage in the industry in general for, for labor. Um, you know, our contractors that come in here, most of them, would hire an additional person if they could find them. Right. And that's the same in all of the trades, whether it's electrician, plumber, heating and air, you know, all those. Uh, we recently, well, last sp- spring, hired uh, an intern, uh, Gracie, 
she's uh, a senior in high school this year. She uh, goes to the Career Technology Center, which is down around Dayton okay. uh, in the carpentry class. So um, they were looking for, the school was looking for a place for her to have summer employment. Uh, so we, we hired her in. Uh, she was working three days a week. And uh, we had her doing a variety of jobs here at the Lumberyard. I had her working out in the shop some, although since she was only 17, she was limited on the right. tools that she could use. But uh, I had her, we, we build roof trusses here as well. So I had her working out there some. I've had her um, working with almost all the employees a, a day or so, just so she gets a good understanding of what we do here and to sure. see maybe how she'll fit in you know, in the future. Sure. Um, so now that school has started, she goes to school two weeks and then she works here two weeks. Oh, and, cool. And uh, she has set up an Instagram account for us and she's uh, working on that. So that's pretty uh, exciting. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, it's been fun to see her just kind of light up and, and, uh, and enjoy that and enjoy yeah. a little bit of freedom that we've given her to, to work on that. Uh, we've had her working on displays. Uh, you know, some of our store here um, needed a little bit of sprucing. Us guys sometimes aren't as attentive to that look <laughs> of things as what a, a new fresh eye is. And, right. uh, and she's done a great job of straightening awesome. things up. Um, uh, so that's that's been fun, and uh, uh, it's been a uh, hopefully a good experience for her. I think it is. Uh, and uh, it's just a way to hopefully encourage, you know, some younger people to get yeah. interested in the trades. Uh, it's a good, uh, you know, you can make, uh, you know, pretty decent money yeah. Um, yeah. In, in this industry. And uh, we certainly need to encourage people to look at that. College isn't for everybody. All um, service jobs. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's difficult. It's hard work for sure. But yeah, I mean, those jobs are so, so, so important. And I know that they've really struggled with labor shortages there for sure. So I don't think I have any other questions for you. I'm so grateful for your time. I feel like so many other businesses will benefit from hearing all about like your experience and things that have changed since you started and, and what's working today. Um, and the advice that you gave to people getting started in the industry will be so, so helpful too. Um, so thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. So thank you to you and, and uh, your company. I appreciate all the oh, help that you. you've given us over the years with our website and um, just all the, uh, the e-blasts that you sent out. It's, it's been a good partnership, I think. I think so, our, too. Thank you so much for saying that. And thank yeah. you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check back uh, next time for another podcast. Have a good day, Mitch. Thank you. Thanks. See you. Bye. Bye.